Good morning. It's Thursday, April the 16th. We're reading through the Bible. Our Old Testament reading is about David in 1 Samuel chapters 19 through 21. And we'll see here that David is embattled after this great situation of having him defeat Goliath, the Philistine champion. Now he's embattled. He's on the run. He's being uh, pursued. Saul is trying to kill him. Uh, what a strange thing this is that we have this uh, hero in God's mind being so hated by the powers that be, which even saying it that way, and I often make this parallel, that it's so much like we have in Christ, who is really inaugurated as the king at his first coming, and yet between his first coming and his second coming, he's embattled, at least in the you know, arena of ideas today, right? I mean, Christianity is much maligned. The church has been persecuted. Uh, this may be a large movement in name, but the reality of real Christians standing up for truth and for Christ, uh, we see a lot of pushback and we recognize that the great power of Christ is not taken and initiated in terms of his kingdom until his second coming. So we're in that embattled stage and it is a interesting parallel between Christ and David in our reading here today. It's inaugurated but not yet initiated. It's uh, an anointing of a great king who's not yet enthroned. So that's what we're dealing with in 1 Samuel. And then our reading in the second half of Luke 15 is the very, very famous, the longest uh, story, parable of Christ, and that is the prodigal son, as it's often called. But really, remember, it's the lost son, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and now the lost son. And don't forget the context. The Pharisees are grumbling against Jesus for spending all of this effort and time and, uh, and relationship dealing with sinners and calling them to repentance. Uh, they were just forgotten and looked over and, and maligned by the, the religious elite. And Jesus says, we're going to save them because they know they're sick and I'm going to go reach them with a call to repentance. And so the Pharisees are grumbling. And if you know all that, then you know that we've initially started with an idea of how great it is to find a lost lamb, a lost coin. But now the um, third parable just draws sharp criticism on the older brother who is paralleled to the Pharisees. Don't forget that as you read this. We're jumping in the middle of these three parables. So the Pharisees are like the older brother who's whining and complaining about the lost son who is found and the father rejoicing in the lost one that was lost and is found and was dead and now is alive. And he's sitting there upset about it when he should be rejoicing. He refuses to, crosses his arms and is a, like a petulant child. He's unwilling uh, to do what he knows his father says he should do and what his heart of compassion should have and express in this situation. So some great reading here, some uh, familiar words in our New Testament reading, and then a one another that I want to leave you with today. And this is found in Romans chapter 14, verse 13. The one another I want you to think about today and apply today is a negative one another. We've had several of those where you're thinking about something the Bible says don't do to one another. And in this case, it's don't pass judgment on one another by putting a stumbling block in front of them. Now, Romans 14, if you know your Bibles and I give you that chapter, you'll know that's all about these disputable issues. And in their day, it was about a conditioned conscience that didn't want to eat uh, non-kosher foods in the Jewish uh, 
slash Gentile church in Rome or didn't uh, had a hard time about the day on which they worshiped, uh, knowing that the dietary restrictions were gone and the Sabbath day requirement was gone. And yet there was this struggle in this battle within the church. And here was the call to stop passing judgment on those. And the context would remind us those with a weaker conscience. You've got to be mature enough to say, I'm not going to flaunt my liberties and I'm not going to do what I know I could do. I'm going to refrain from doing what I have the right to do and expressing my liberty or uh, insisting on my rights because I love my brother in Christ. So we're often in this situation in, in this particular passage in being tempted to pass judgment on someone and saying, you're, you should get over it. You should know it's okay. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be have a pro- having a problem with this. Love says to our brothers and sisters in Christ, I am going to not put a stumbling block in front of them by just doing whatever I know I can do with my conscience, even though their conscience is weak. So we're really being sympathetic toward our brothers and sisters and whatever their, uh, whatever their scruples might be, whatever their conscience might be, whatever weakened conscience they might have, I'm willing to not pass judgment on them and then put a stumbling block in front of them because I'm exercising my freedom. So that's a great way to live, to know that a lot of love is not an expression of some great sacrifice in what I do. Sometimes it's a great sacrifice in what I do not do. And so I exhort you today and encourage you to not pass judgment on one another by putting a stumbling block or a hindrance in their path. So enjoy your Bible reading today. Let it sink into your heart and be sure to practice your one another as we continue through our Bible. And uh, tomorrow we'll be back in our Old and New Testament reading and we'll get through even more of God's Word and hope that it always affects and impacts our lives.